Shalom Baruch Hu Rav Daf Chof Ches. Today's Daf talks about story of Rav Zechariah Ben Akutzev and his edus on his wife. The halachas of a koyin living in the vicinity of his grusha. And then we discuss the ne'emonos of someone who's experienced something when they were a cotton. Can we believe them when they're a gadol? We're going to believe, uh, give the ne'emonos that a koyin is a koyin if he's accepting truma. And whether we would trust a ger on a testimony that he's giving from before he was Nagayer. And we start with a Mishnah that tells us that Rav Zechariah ben Akitsev swore that his wife's hand did not leave his the entire time that the Goyim invaded Yerushalayim. However, the Chachamim said that we cannot trust you because you can't give Eidos on yourself. So now the Gemara says, bring down a Braisa, that even though they did not trust his Eidos, they were still Meyached, Zechariah ben Akitsev with his wife, in the same Chatzar. She would always leave first before her kids, and when they came back in, the kids entered before she did. Now, Abai asks, can you do the same thing with a Kohen's grusha, the same living arrangements? Maybe over there, buyer of Zechariah was different because that was a case of Shavuya. So maybe they were more megal to allow him this living arrangement, but by Stama Grusha, we wouldn't. Maybe there's no difference. The Gemara brings a Raya from Abraisa. It says that if someone divorces his wife, they're not allowed to live in the same village together. And if he's a Kohen... They're not, allowed to, they're not allowed to be in the same mavoi. And a kohen is also on his grusha, where chosh is that maybe they would come together. For Yisrael, as long as she did not remarry, they could still live in the same neighborhood. If it's a very small village, the Brisa says, the mice actually came up, and they said that a small village is the same din as a neighborhood. The Gemara says, who has to leave? The kohen's wife, uh, the ex-wife, or the kohen? So we bring another Brisa that tells us, that she is the one that has to make new arrangements unless it's her chutzer. Uh, what do you do if the chutzer belongs to the two of them? Who has to leave? She learned that she has to leave. And obviously we're not talking about a case where it's his chutzer because that would be pashut. We're talking about in her chutzer. The only problem with that halacha is that we have a price that says the opposite. That if she is the one that owns the chutzer, then he is the one that has to move out. Elamai, that's talking about a case where they owned it together. It's a joint chutzer. And you see that he's the one that moves out. Mara says, no, it could be he's renting it from her. What's the Allah over there? We have a Pasuk that says, Hinei Hashem metaltelecho taltelo gover v'oitcha oto in Yishaya. And we learn from this Pasuk that for a man to move out is a lot harder than a woman. She'll be able to make friends and settle down quicker. That's why between the two of them, she's the one that has to move. Next, the Gemara learns, if the Koyen had borrowed money from her, she's only allowed to collect it in Bezdin using a representative. She can't come to Bezdin to collect it from him herself. In fact, Ravashi says that if she does show up in Bezdin to claim it from her ex-Koyen husband, we would not take that case. Rav Papa says, we would actually put her in Cherem. And Rav Huna Breder, if Yeshua adds, we would even give her Malkus. Rabbi Nachman says that we learn in evil Rabosi, Sechta, Rashi explains. They call it that instead of what the, the, the parak actually starts with, Vagoises, which is a more negative title for a sechta. We learn over there that these halachas is only when they got divorced from a marriage. But if they were only divorced from an engagement, then she herself can come to collect the loan 
because they are not at a stage of Libra Gaspa. There was a story that there was an engaged couple that came to Rava. Ravad Ramasna was there. Rava set up shluchim between them because a Kayin and his Grusha are not allowed to be together in that proximity. Ravad Ramasna says, hang on, but why do you need to set up these shluchim? Rav Nachman says that that only applies if they were married. These, this couple is only engaged. But Rava explained that I saw in this couple that they were already at a stage of Libra Gaspa, so they needed that gather between them. Some say was, uh, the mice went a little differently. That Rava didn't set up shluchim. And Rav the Barmasna was encouraging him to. But Rava said, no, Rav Nachman says that that's only when they're married. They're only engaged. And in this version of the story, Rav the Barmasna says, yes, but this couple here, this engaged couple, is a case of Liba Gaspa, so you should set up the shluchim. Now we have a new Mishnah that tells us a list of people who we would believe their edos from when they were a cotton. We trust someone to say that, that this is his father's handwriting, this is his Rebbe's handwriting, this is his brother's handwriting. He could testify that he saw a woman going out with her hair uncovered, proving that she was a basula, and that Uksuba should be 200 zoos. He could, t- he could testify that when he was a kid, he remembers this individual going from the base medrash to Toivo and eat shruma from the, vi- uh, the granary, which proves that he's a kayan. We would trust him to say that this is a Beisat Pras, to testify where the Tchum Shabbos goes. But we would not trust him to tell us that this area was owned by this individual to make his espadim, because that's the name Mominus. But the Gemara brings Reb Huna Bered Rev Yeshua, who says that this only works, we would only believe him in the racial cases when he has a Godol with him. Just a cut and alone, we would not believe. Why do we need all of these cases? So can we just tell us one and we would know that, yes, we trust a cotton? Well, if we had only said that we trust him on his father's handwriting, that's because he's always by his father, but his Rebbe, he's not in his company as often. If I only said Rebbe, that's because he has a certain awe of his Rebbe, but not as much with the father. If I had only learned the father and Rebbe case, that's because he's with the father, he's shchiach by him, and he has the ema of the Rebbe. But by his brother, he doesn't have either one, so maybe we would not trust that testimony. Kamash Malon, since being Mekayim Eshtar is only Midrabanon, the Rabbanon trust, trust a cotton on their own halacha. We still have to figure out what a Dereis star would look like. You can't just scribble up an star because then the other guy would just scribble up another one. I mean, Dereisa, you wouldn't need to verify it. And the Gemara also explains why we would believe this cotton to say that this woman was a besula, because since most women are besulais when they get married, this is not really a testimony from a cotton, it's just a giloi milsa. Now, regarding trusting a cotton that this individual used to eat uh, truma from the gairan, that he's a koyan, maybe he was just an evid of a koyan. Who says that he himself is a koyan? This is actually a raya, Yeshua ben Levi, who says, that it's usher for, an, for a, a man to teach his Eved Torah. The Gemara jumps on that and says, really, we have a Brisa that says that if an Eved's master borrows money for, from him, or if his master is an apitropus, if the Eved is putting tefillin on his master, or if he's teaching him three psukim in shul, that Eved does not go free. You see that the master can teach his Eved psukim, Torah. And the Gemara explains that over there, 
he is acknowledgingly accepting the term Eved, the title of an Eved. But we don't teach Torah to Stam an Eved who may act like his master's son and claim kahuna. We trust the Katan to say that this Koyan is a Koyan to allow him to eat Truma, but only Truma der Abbonon. And again, the Gemara asks in the next case of our Mishnah that we allow, we trust the, the Katan that this Koyan used to be collecting uh, Truma from the Goyen, who says that he was a Koyan, maybe he was an Evid Koyan who can also connect, collect from the Truma from the Goyen. And we learn that actually this is going according to the man, the Amar, who says that we do not give Truma to an Evid of a Koyan unless his master is with him. So we wouldn't have confused that with this Katan's testimony. We have a bright side that says that Rabbi Yehuda holds you don't give an Eved of a Koyen Truma in the granary. Rabbi Yossi says that you can. I was actually talking about a fascinating case where a Koyen and her Shifcha gave birth at the same time. We don't know which kid is which. And over there, the Suffolk child says, you could give me Truma either way because either I'm a Koyen or I am an Eved of a Koyen and either way I can get Truma. So right there, Rabbi Yossi says, that would work. In Rabbi Yehuda's city, if someone was getting truma in the granary, they would make him into a koyen based on that activity. But Rabbi Yehuda's city would not because it could be an evid of a koyen. There's a brisa that says Rabbi Lozer, Rabbi Yehuda, refused to be made except for one time. And when he did, they made an evid into a koyen based on his word. And the was like, what? Is, can, would the Rabbanu Shalom really make such a takala come about from the words of a tzaddik? HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't even bring a takala from the animals of a tzaddik, let alone from the tzaddikim themselves. Rather, it wasn't that he actually made an evident takayin, but they wanted to make him a takayin because he saw that this evid was collecting Truma in the Gaurian by Rabbi city, where he allowed it, and he was made this in Rabbi Yehuda's city, where the only people who would be doing that are the Kehanim themselves. But at the end of the day, they didn't actually bring this takala about. Now, we said that we would trust the Katan to verify that this field is a base hapras. The Gemara clarifies that we trust him because a base hapras contains Tuma, but only Midir Abonan. Rabbi Yehuda Marshmol says, that someone could, could dust in front of him in a base pras and walk through there, and uh, that's enough to assume that he didn't step on any toma areas, that there was no bones there. Rabbi Yehuda Bar Ami says in the name of Rabbi Yehuda, that's only in a base pras that was plowed up. That, I mean, once a base pras is plowed up, it's tahar. Why? Because once it's plowed, it can't be that there is a remaining bone the size of a soira, which would transfer tome, or toma. And even if there was, it would have stepped on it and crushed it. We don't trust the Katan to tell us where the Tom Shabbos is. Rather, our mission said that we would trust him on this because we're assuming that Tchumen is their Abonon in our Mishnah's Tana. But we don't trust this Katan to, to say that this property is owned by this individual. This is where he would make us a spadim. Why not? Because we'd be taking money from somebody. This is Dini Mominus. And that we're not going to use a Katan's Eidus for. Now, we learned that we would trust a child to say that my father told me that this particular family is Tahar, or this family is Tomei. Gemara challenges is, is confused. Like, really? We would trust a Katan based on what he remembers his father saying to, to be Mitami or Matara family? Not to Matahara, the Gemara clarifies, Kosher and Puzzle. 
You don't have Tomen Tahara in a full family, but you could have a Kashras of Kuna. If the kid testifies that he ate the Kitsotsa, and we'll explain what a Kitsotsa is, of this family's daughter, or that he brought Chala and the gifts to a certain coin himself, that we would believe if he was the child who actually brought these Manas Kahuna. In all these cases, the Gemara says, if he was a guy who was Megayer, or a slave that was freed, we would not trust him post the transition. Now, our Mishnah said that we, we're not going to trust a Katan to say that this field, this area, is owned by this individual. This is where he did his him. But Rabbi Yechon Mabreke disagrees and says that we would trust the child. Well, actually, Rabbi Yechon Mabreke says we do trust the child, but we don't know what he, we would trust the child on. Now, it can't be we're talking about trusting him on this plot of land, because again, we said that's Mammon. We're not going to take a property from someone based on the namanus of a child. Rather, he's saying that we would trust the child in the Risha, where Rabbi Yechanan holds an Egoi or an Evet who becomes a Yid, we would trust their Edas from their previous life. What's the Machalai? Because why would he say that we do trust them and Tanakama says we don't trust them now that they're Jews? Tanakama holds that since he was a guy, he had no interest in scrupulously observing what was going on. The Rabbi Yechanan says since he had his mind on being Megayer, he would have kept notice on the different kahuna components that he was observing. What is this ktsotsa that this child was being made that he ate from? So we have a fascinating Gemara. It tells us if a family had a, one of the brothers that marries a woman who is not befitting him, that family's children would go out with a barrel full of fruit. They would smash it in the middle of the street and they would say, listen up, my brother is marrying a woman who is not befitting him. And we're very scared that there's going to be unbefitting children born to our family come and take some of this fruit, and this will be a remembrance, a simen as he currently doires haboim, not to have our children mix with those that they shouldn't. That is a katsotza, and that is something that a child would be believed to testify that he experienced that he got some of that fruit. Which began with the Mishnah talking about uh, husband and wife uh, disagreeing whether she had been a basula or an amana or how much she deserves for the ksuba and what we can use to prove her status as a basula. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.